Good evening, world, and welcome to Haunting Season. Today, we're doing another movie review show. Each month, as we prepare for the show, Cody and I watch a ton of movies on theme with our fear of the month, but every time we start to bring them up in a regular episode, we barely have time to scratch the surface. So, we're trying out a horror movie review show. This week, Cody and I watched The Exorcist and The Dark and the Wicked, and we're talking about it today on Haunting Season. First up tonight is The Exorcist, one of the most iconic possession movies of all time. It was written by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the book, which is always a good sign, and it hauntingly recounts the demonic possession of a young girl named Reagan as her mother and two Catholic priests attempt, well, an exorcism. There were all sorts of hurdles to making this film. To start, no one wanted to be in it, even though the book was a bestseller. It took twice as long to shoot and cost twice as much money as expected. And two of the actors suffered long-term damage to their bodies, not the least of which was the young and never-before-seen Linda Blair. But despite the roadblocks, this was the first horror film to be nominated for an Academy Award, and if that doesn't make it special, well, I don't know what does. This is a brilliant film that still mostly holds up. The makeup might be a little dated, Pazuzu might be a little clunky looking, but hey, it's the 70s and this was the first of its kind. This movie legitimized horror movies in a way that no other film had and paved the way for movies like The Omen, Burnt Offerings, Amityville Horror. This little flick had a small release in just 24 theaters, and reports were going around of people fainting, vomiting, even having heart attacks and miscarriages during the film. So you had to be brave to go see it. You know, in an age where we are always on our phones and stuck in our homes, I think it takes a lot of guts to black out the windows, close out the world, and sit and focus on a movie like that. That's what they did back then, and it sure as heck makes it scarier. Cody, you just rewatched this film. What did you think? This was like an annual kind of tradition where it was just like always around October. Okay, what are we going to do? Let's have let's carve pumpkins and have some beers and watch Exorcist. And it was kind of on in the background. And it just became like, and I thought I was very familiar. Like, oh, I, I've seen The Exorcist about a hundred times. And so since this theme that we were talking about this month was grief, and I, I didn't want to Google, you know, horror movies about grief. But I ended up doing that. And The Exorcist <laughs> came up, and I was like, who, uh, was, uh, you know, Ellen Burstyn, was she grieving yeah, something? I, and then so let me stop you there for a second, because I, I had a similar experience where this was on, you know, kind of in the background, or I remember watching it really drunk in college or, or whatever, but I, the only thing I remember about it is the the moments of the exorcism in the bedroom. I just remember it like starting there and ending there. Um, and I don't remember there being any story or backplot or anything. I just remember Linda Blair in the bed, head spinning around, vomiting. Uh, right. You know, and then doing with things the, with uh, crucifixes. crucifixes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And just the gory details. And then also like, oh, this is a demon. What was it? Captain Howdy or something like that. And it's like, Oh, and yeah. then her like Linda Blair's performance, obviously, and Max von Sydow, the priest, and the you know the temperatures getting. So, how does this tie into grief? Because um, and and you know we promised no spoilers, so good luck. But um, <laughs> how, how does this how does this tie into grief? It just seems like a uh, like a you know 
Yeah, I guess I knew about this, but I didn't know the weight of it, but uh, that it was on, you know, Father Karras, the the younger priest, not Max von Sydow's priest, but the younger priest. I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, how did I miss this? So his mother dies and he feels responsible for her death because he chose a life uh, in the church and didn't make enough money to pay her rent. So she was evicted from her apartment and then she has to go and she gets sick and she dies alone in a hospital. And he feels, and he's grieving, you know, over, and he's feeling responsible for her death. Meanwhile, he's dealing with Captain Howdy and this demon. So he's, he's in serious grief and undergoing quite a bit and also kind of, you know, not understanding, like, why did I choose this? Why am I doing this? So he's, he's having a faith crisis. Absolutely. And he's also grieving. And then this demon is messing with him at the same time. And it just became like, I never really, like you said, watched it like with the lights off and really in, invested in the entire movie. So yeah, but the young priest, he, he doesn't actually become the main exorcist, right? No, it's like, so they, the church, you know, you have to get it approved. An exorcism has to be approved by the church. And they're like, well, he's not... He's not stable enough. He's not uh, seasoned enough. So then they bring in the other guy, who's Max von Sydow's character, and they've got to work together as a as a team to to take out this powerful demon. And without giving too much away, things evolve. And well, I I just I have to I have to put like breaks on there. But this demon really uh, takes advantage of the younger father Karis and it sees using, the weakness. It sees yes, the weakness the, of grief inside of him exactly. and plays with that. Exactly. Well, um, if you haven't seen the exorcist, I would strongly suggest watching it because not only is it still scary, um, but it's, it's a historical piece. And if you're a horror fan, like you have to go back and watch the things that really pave the ground for, for other films, because without the exorcist, there is no conjuring movie. There is no Amityville horror. Uh, there is no stigmata. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so go back and watch the exorcist, but our second film for today. And one that pairs really quite well with the exorcist is this movie called the dark and the wicked. I have to admit, when I saw the trailer for The Dark and the Wicked, I knew I wanted to see it, but I was way too scared. It took me a long time to build up the courage, but I'm glad I did. This movie is a perfect depiction of how grief over a loved one can consume an entire family. The story follows two siblings who come home to help their mother get through the final days of their dad slowly dying, and death is lurking in the house, thick like an evil fog of hallucinations, guilt, and tragedy. The movie is pretty relentless, graphic at times, and has some moments I can only describe as hair-raising. I mean, just look at that movie poster. Ugh! It freaks me out, man. I love this movie. I highly recommend it if you like haunting stories that feel real enough to have nightmares over. Joshua, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Or do you want me to lie? No, please. This is a <laughs> I, show I, I, didn't, I haven't watched this movie. I know, okay. I know. I didn't do the homework okay. assignment, okay? so you're... No, that's fine. I'm going to pitch it to you, and I'm going to pitch it to the audience. This movie starts out with... Um, Again, no no spoilers here. So this movie starts out with an older woman who is caring for her husband who is on his deathbed. He is like moments away from dying. He's got the oxygen tubes in. They've got a family nurse that's staying. I don't think she's staying at the house. I think she's just like 
there from time to time, but the mom is like responsible at night. And of course, you know, with horror movies, like the bad shit starts happening at night. And so the the two kids come home. They're both adults now, a son and a daughter, and they come home to help care for the dad. And that's when the setup of the movie happens, which is um, something happens with the mom and you realize that she wasn't really herself. And it's revealed that she had been whispering things under her breath, these dark, ominous things under her breath. And like I said in the in the little setup here, things start to happen that feel kind of like hallucinations, but then there are real parts to them. Um, and Death is this very real character that is very maniacal, working in the lives of this family and starts to just tear them to shreds. Um, there are some jump scares. There are some weird things that happen with the dad who apparently like cannot move, but then he might just appear somewhere like when the when the daughter is taking a shower you know there's the dad like standing over with like the oxygen tank thing hanging and then the brother comes running in and the guy's not there again don't want to give away any spoilers i believe that moment's in the trailer um but it just oh man this movie gets really under your skin and makes you feel like you can't trust anything so a lot of visual like uh, horror kind of stuff that sticks with you, like you, like you mentioned Jack Torrance, and like there's stuff from The Shining where like the lady gets out of the tub, and that just stays yeah. with you for a long period of time. So there's like a you talked about the guy, the father watching the girl in the shower, his daughter in the shower with the tubes. Yeah, and one thing I really really love about horror movies like this is the the horror isn't just limited to nighttime. There are things that happen during the day as well where you're like, oh, it's daytime, it must be safe. But nothing is safe. Wrong. <laughs> well, all right. I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. You got to watch it. So the, the question always comes back. Would you recommend this movie to somebody? I would recommend it. I would just say um, uh, something people always ask on TikTok is, is it gory? Yeah, there's moments of gore in this, especially in the first 15 minutes. There's something that happens. It's hard to look away from, but it's also hard to look at. There's death. There's very, very little laughter. <laughs> gosh that's you know that's what i love about like really hor- you know great horror flicks is uh i love comedy in in the in the horror genre but there are some that pull it off yeah and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come across some of those eventually um not all of these movie reviews will be dark hard to watch um murder marathons um <laughs> some of the ones that we have coming up uh, that Cody and I are going to be watching this month are Blue Ruin, La Llorona, the Spanish version and the English version, Doctor Sleep, Pet Cemetery, Babadook, uh, We Are Still Here, like Mungo, Don't Look Now, Super Dark Times. I'm sure there's going to be a ton more. And any ones that we don't get to on an episode like this, I will be reviewing on our Haunting Season TikTok, which, by the way, is all bonus content that you don't get to see on here. So if you have TikTok and you like our show, hey, go check it out. Also, suggestions. What do you think? Uh, yeah, and send your suggestions. I've been getting a lot, actually so many suggestions on TikTok from people that are, um, I mean, the movie list just for next month is um, is quite long. And oh, and Cody, I wanted to tell you before we sign off here. Um, so I've been collecting VHS tapes. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I've got. How are now? Okay, this are is you just buying from Saturday. Oh my goodness! Are you are you getting these? Like, are, is this online buys and they're delivered? No, to your no, house? no, no. It's it's only it's. I am my wife Courtney and I. We love to thrift, and I um, 
I don't think you can see it right now, but I have a whole shelf of vintage cameras and I like to find and fix vintage cameras and sell them online. But I wanted something that was um, a little bit cheaper to collect. And so for 50 cents, you can get things like, um, you know, Sleepy Hollow in Spanish oh or, um, you know, uh, Alien Resurrection. I've got uh, Mr. Death, Independence Day, The X-Files. Um, these are just the ones I found this Saturday and they're like 50 cents. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. Do you have a VCR? I, yes, yes and no. Um, I found one for 10 <laughs> bucks. I'm on the hunt for one um, that works because I found one, found one for 10 bucks and I put in two tapes and I ate them both. Um, <laughs> but I'm an expert from childhood at retrieving the tape, so I don't think they're ruined. But this was the big find this weekend. This is from 1991. It's called Dolly Dearest. And I just wanted to, um, first I'll show you the front. It's Dolly time to play. Dearest. Oh my yeah. goodness. 1991. Here's, I'll read you the, uh, the back of it. Okay. A demonic black magic curse, centuries old, turns the world's most beautiful doll into the world's most savage killing machine. Now, this dolly has her deranged eyes aimed at an innocent girl named Jessica and will do anything to possess her. Bizarre events explode in a ferocious frenzy of madness and mayhem. A housekeeper is torn apart, a watchman is hacked to pieces, as the body count rises and the carnage continues, Jessica loses her soul to her new playmate. To save his daughter, Jessica's father must enter a nightmarish world where dark powers of evil have reigned supreme until now. Wow, riveting. This sounds like a little bit of uh, Annabelle and then also meets Child's Play. Yeah. Check Annabelle. Wow, that looks pretty. That's look at, look that's pretty that. good, man. That's a funny face. I'm gonna have to look this thing up and get some uh, real visuals on this. I can't wait. So, if anybody has any leads on VCRs, should they uh, reach out to you? <laughs> yeah, sure. If you're in the California area, I feel like shipping would be a nightmare. If anybody has any leads in the in the Southern California area, or if no knows of like a shop or a place that sells like uh, VCRs that are Send us, send us your information and send us, send us your leads or send it to Joshua on his TikTok or Instagram or something. That's great. I, uh, so with post, post, uh, pandemic, when things kind of somewhat, you know, everyone's vaccinated and, you know, uh, are you going to be having like big parties, uh, viewing parties? I will, I will be having, uh, I will be having parties. I will have people over. I will have a boob tube and a VHS player at that point, And we will sit back and relax and enjoy the horrors of old VHS because it really, you just cannot get a better aesthetic than VHS when it comes to horror. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the tracking being off, yeah, a little bit yeah. of fuzz on the screen. Yeah. Maybe the tape gets destroyed before you ever figure out the ending of Dolly Dearest. <laughs> Are you going to have a proper television from the 90s as well? I'm going to work on it. I have one here, but it doesn't have a screen. All right. Well, that's our show for today. If uh, you want us to do more movie reviews like this, please let us know, because it's kind of a little bit of an experiment right now. And, um, yo, see you next week. Thank you. 
Hunting Season was created by me, Joshua Sterling Gregg. Produced by Greg Holdsman and Jessica Richmond. And executive produced by Matt Gielen, Patrick James Lynch, and Ryan Gielen. And is a joint production of Believe Limited and Matt Gielen. This episode was written and hosted by Cody Dugan and Joshua Sterling Bragg. It was edited by Colby Crow. And select music in this episode was made exclusively for the podcast by North Innsbruck. If you like our show, please subscribe on your favorite platform. We have a video version of the show on YouTube and Facebook and audio versions on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Is that good? Oh boy.